Welcome to Genius Leadership Podcast, where we discuss how to overcome everything as a leader. I'm your host, Anna Liebel, a mind shifter, helping male leaders in tech get out of the firefighting mode, become the proactive leaders they want to be, and enjoy the ride as they go. Join me every week for honest, insightful conversations with corporate, entrepreneurial, and academic leaders. We discuss the roller coaster ride of leading from their zone of genius and when they don't. If you find this show valuable, please subscribe and share it so that more of us can live a healthier and happier life. Now, let's get into the episode. Genius leaders, welcome to the show and another solo episode about a trend that I see among many leaders that comes from well-intended thoughts and care of their employees that bites them in the back. Inevitably, I really want to call this behavior out and show you how you can do it differently and better and healthier and more sustainable, both for yourself and your team and the success of your business. So without further ado, let's dive into the topic of open door policy. This is the thing that is popular nowadays, right? We, we say as leaders, my doors are always open for you, come and uh, talk. And as I said, it's a well-intended thought. And leaders do it because they want to be present for their employees. They want to be there as the support for them and create that space of access, space of help and presence of themselves as leaders serving their team. Where I see it going wrong is this tiny little part of always open doors. You see, that really gets things into a bad space, both for the leader and the employees, and consequently for the results of the business. So let me explain why it becomes the bad thing for the leader, why it becomes a bad thing for employees, and then I'll make a suggestion on how you can turn that. So let's play this scenario out by a client of mine. Let's call him Piotr. Piotr was one of those leaders who wanted to be present for his employees and said that people can come over to him whenever they have questions, which people did. And we humans are lazy creatures. So people started doing it more often than they would need to, which meant that maybe they would have the idea on how to solve the problem. Maybe they had the answer to their question themselves. But because Pietro offered his help and said that his doors are always open to everyone, people would go to him. And steadily, it's a, it's a slowing process, right? It's not... And a revolution, it's more like boiling the frog. So you don't notice that the temperature in the pot is getting hotter and you're getting boiled. That is what was happening to Pietro and his employees. They got into this habit of like, Pietro has all the answers for me. And Pietro knows best. So why would I try to come up to, with something myself if Pietro will tell me anyways what he thinks is the best way? So you see how it slowly turned from me having a good intention, or in this case, Pietro having good intention of being available and supportive for his employees to slowly disempowering his employees to think on their own, to be proactive, to make decisions and to own those responsibilities and be accountable for their decisions. That started stressing out Pietro because he didn't have any time to focus on the tasks that he would need to do himself because inevitably someone would start talking to him drop into his office, asking questions, 
in the COVID times, when we started working together, it was all by phone. His phone was called uh, ringing all the time in, during the sessions. That grew a lot of stress, anger, annoyance with his employees, and resentment to whole work. You see, Peter was doing something that he was really good at. He was in the business that he really enjoyed. But this trend got him to really resent his job and his team because he felt like he just had a set of minions, no brains, just hands, and he was supposed to be the brain for the whole damn team. And that is the consequence of the open door policy, being without boundaries, being avail- about Pietro being available all the time. So when he had that resentment, of course, the employees felt it and they got demotivated even more to think on their own or to come to him with problems. So in the end, he had situations when the problems got on his table when it was already quite late and the things escalated because of people feeling his resentment and anger and irritation and avoiding talking to him. But in their mind, somewhere subconsciously, the answer was, Pietro knows the answers. So I don't have the answers. Implicitly, people got there. And in the end, this problem was not being solved, escalating, and then landing on Pietro's table when it was already a proper (laughs) stress or crisis situation. So you see how this chain of tiny little shifts can actually lead to quite a bad situation within the workplace. A toxic one where no one is feeling well and no one is performing to their best and also not enjoying their work. So when we identify this with Peter, when I observed him in our sessions, when people were calling him, I had a tough laugh moment with him when I said, it's not your employees who are lazy and stupid. It's you who allowed for the situation. And I just need to give credit to Peter that he actually took it really well. He let it sink in. He didn't agree with me at the same time, but he didn't go into defense. He really let himself sit with that thought and reflect on it, how it resonated with him. And for the next sessions, he came in and he said, I communicated to my team that I, I'm too stressed right now and I cannot deal with, emer- like with false emergencies. So he communicated that he needs to take more time off the phone and he will not reply to or answer the phone calls unless he gets a text message with a capital letters emergency from the employees and then he'll call at the nearest convenient time for him. And he said this rule for himself. I'm super proud for him of him for doing that. As I said, it was between our sessions, so that was all his thinking pro- process. He set up a rule for himself that he never answers the phone unless he gets the text message with an emergency text in it. And then he would call 10 minutes later. And in the next session, he told me, super shocked, Anna, when I call back, most of the cases people pick up and say, it was nothing or we're already solving it. Suddenly, his people kind of had a license to think. Suddenly, Pieter would get way fewer requests on his table questions for himself, more time to think, do strategic work for the organization, and everyone was happier. Because hopefully, as we discussed in the previous episodes, you are hiring people who are good, right? Who are better than you at something that you are not so good as or, or, at, or not willing to do. You are hiring brilliant talent, which is a huge challenge nowadays. And the le- last thing you want to do is to let them sit on the side bench watch you hectically running around the field, trying to fill all the positions of the team, 
doing a bad job because of that and let them rot on that side bench. This is the reason why so many employees feel disengaged, leave the company or burn out. I know it might sound harsh (laughs) that I'm kind of blaming the leaders on that now, but that's the observation I see in in the workplace. And again, I want to emphasize, it's not because leaders are idiots or jerks or want to be bad, bad people in the workplace. It comes from very good intentions, but something goes off on the, in the process very gradually. And if we don't have time and space for ourselves to reflect on how it's going with the behaviors I, I represent or I show to my team, with the culture that we have, with the my own feelings about my work and my role and my team. Without that reflection time, it can go too far and it can hurt organization badly. So what is the solution if this is a problem? It's not about disappearing from the, from the radars of your team forever and always being a bastard who says, just do it yourself, just take a decision and so on and so forth. We still want to be present. We still want to be a coaching leader if it's possible or give the answer and explain how we got to that answer so that the people understand our logic, our philosophy, how we want to embody the, the values of the company that we have, them, how we actually live on a daily basis with the mission that we, we are striving to achieve and so on. But the solution is to limit that availability. Communicate it very clearly, explaining to the employees why you're lim- limiting it. And that why is twofold, right? It's for you to have this, the time and capacity for strategic thinking that is necessary for you as a leader to succeed for the whole for the for the whole team to succeed but it's also your way of empowering your employees to try to test things to make mistakes be accountable for those and come to you as a leader when it's needed truly needed to either talk about okay this was a mistake this is the error that that it, that happened how can we fix it together if they cannot fix it on their own or come and ask you for a piece of advice and so on. It's okay to do that, but limit it. Make it at specific times. And I've been doing it with people in the corporate trainings recently. And there was an te- action that a lot of people took from the leadership and communication training. They say, I need to close my <laughs> office doors <laughs> to my employees because they run to me with the things that they, they have done 20, 30 times already. And what, if I challenge them and say, like, you can actually do it yourself. The challenge is actually empowerment as well. They've been doing it. They haven't implemented it. And it depends, on, of course, on the role and the intensity of the work that you're doing, whether it is shorter times twice a day or it's half day twice a week and so on and so forth. It also depends on whether you're more in-person or hybrid or a virtual team. But make those rules, make them clear. And the next step is super important. It's okay to remind people of those rules and boundaries. Do not take it personally if people, quote unquote, disrespect those rules that you have set. It's not about you. It's their habit of coming to you at the beginning. It's also sometimes stress. It's lack of awareness. Um, It can be purely them thinking about themselves, being self-centered, which we normally are as humans. That helps us survive in this business species. So do not take it personally if someone comes to you when you have your strategy time. Be okay with reminding people like, hey, this, if there's not an emergency, let's take it in the next allocated open or open door slot. And if it's an emergency, of course, you can take a decision there and there, whether you stay with your strategic work or you handle the emergency 
or you allocate someone else to take care of the emergency and the task force. But it becomes an active decision between the two important priorities. So it's important to be consistent. Once you have taken that decision, live by it yourself. Because people do as we do, not as we say. So if I say like, hey guys, I'm going to be available on Tuesdays and Thursdays, just coming up with an example here. And then I start myself doing unimportant things, not unimportant, but maybe urgent, but less prioritizing and so on things, or taking requests that are not urgent on Mondays and Wednesdays and Fridays. This inconsistency shows people that that boundary of ours was not so important and it's okay to overstep it. So get into the mindset of being consistent with your boundaries with a limited time of availability for your team. Again, don't take it personally. Just keep reminding people that that now it's my individual work time. I need to focus. And thirdly, try to make it easier for yourself by design so that it becomes more natural that people do not reach out to you directly. One example of that, if you work in hybrid, maybe choose those individual work times on the days when you're working from home and have an out reply communicated to your team on a regular basis until it becomes the well-known fact that everyone remembers. Communicate that on your work from home days, you are available for non-emergency things at this particular time. And otherwise it's your deep work or focus work individually. If you're working in the office, can you book a meeting room to sit separately from, from the rest of your team during your work time when you want to have that focus? Or maybe you can use some artifact. I had a colleague back in the corporate times who really needed to get some things together. And he was in a huge office space, uh, like open office space with probably around 100 people in that huge room with smaller separations. And everyone always needed this guy. And at some point, he got those huge yellow headphones and he was sitting with those. And he printed out a paper saying working on and his task. And everyone knew that this task is very important for, for our project. And he really needed to focus to not mess it up, how the files are put in the right directories. And it was about software release and so on. So everyone knew like, okay, Henrik should not mess up that. So I should not disturb him. So he printed out that paper and saying, working on do not disturb. And he would point at that. If, if he would see people walking towards him, like you, you see that they're aiming to talk to him, he would be in that head, in those headphones and just point with a finger to that paper. And people get used to that. And at some point, his yellow headphones were just associated with that. Okay, he's working on, the, on, on this particular delivery. I'm not going to touch him. So create those artifacts for yourself and the signs for your team to make it easier for yourself and for them to be reminded that, okay, now it's your individual focus time. And unless it's an emergency, you should not be disturbed. The surprising thing that comes with daring to go there, to close your office doors sometimes for your employees, is that you'll figure out that you're not as indispensable as you might think. Sometimes people take it as shit. (laughs) What's going on in my company if people don't need me as much? It can be initial reaction of like heaviness and like, what am I doing wrong? But ultimately, you do not want to be your business. Think about it. If something happens to you, or you suddenly need to take care of some emergency within your family with some sickness and be in a hospital next to your family member uh, for weeks on end, do you want your business to close down? Hopefully not. So it's beautiful to have the team who can run without you for a certain period of time, who have the capacities to do that. As Janusz Barberis was talking about that on my podcast, this is what happened to him with having a successful accelerator for fintech. 
everything growing super quickly, them hitting their goals year to year, and then him burning out and being out of the game because of the health issues. Half a year in the hospital, one and a half years to start recovering. And it took him several years to recover to his mental capacities. And he had to to disassemble his team and let them go and close the business because he was the brain with hands. He didn't nurture that culture of empowering people to uh, think, to strategize and so on. And while they could keep up the operational part of the work for the accelerator, they didn't have the capacity to help it grow continuously while he was out of, the, of reach. You don't want to be in that situation. So keep nurturing and empowering your people. Their independence is the best sign of your successful leadership. So close the office door before communicate, like first communicate it to your people and then close the damn door to do the strategic work that you need to do for you, your team, and your business to succeed. And let me know how it goes. I would love to hear your stories on, on the open door policy, whether that you disagree with what I have been talking about right now, when in, when, whether you think that it's never a bad thing, or maybe you have some other suggestions on, that I've missed on, on how to do it in a good, balanced way. So always love hearing from you. So do that. And if you need to hear that today, I feel you, I see you, I love you. And I believe that you truly deserve that time for yourself to work in a focused, strategic way. And your employees will appreciate that. Go and do it. See you next time. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Genius Leadership Podcast. If you enjoyed the conversation, hit the subscribe button. Please rate, review, and share to help more people discover the show and become the better leaders. For more conversations about living in your zone of genius, connect with me on LinkedIn. Genius Leadership is an honors conversation about leading yourself and others. And it is my honor to be a guide in overcoming everything.